What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Shaping Your New Start Education Podcast, where we talk everything and anything education. I'm so excited for my guest, but before we bring her on, we just want to talk about uh, our sponsors today. Our sponsor today. Well, guess what? Uh, I've got a new ebook today. Six ways to shape your new start. Listen, I even got some bonus information in there. And all you have to do, all you have to do is go to Dr. Phil 2 backslash ebook. Pick it up. It's free. It's free. Six ways to shape your new start. We believe that everyone needs a new start. Want to thank everybody for joining in. What's going on, Gary Graham? What's going on? We do a boys to men, boys to men um, meeting with young men from age 12, 9 to 12, 9 to 15. We talk every Monday. All right. Every Monday, we are talking to our young men. Last night, we talked about how to respect women, right? This is Women's History Month. That's what we talked about. So listen, uh, hit us up you know, and inbox me if you're interested in a young man joining our boys to men group. All right, everybody, listen, uh, what we'd love for you to do is please like, share, and subscribe. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. And I want to thank those who have subscribed to the YouTube channel, uh, Shaping Your New Start on YouTube. So we'd love for you to go there and also share this video because it's going to be informative. It's going to be great. All right, everybody. Uh, so right after this, I want to introduce my guests and I can't wait, but please go to our uh, Facebook page, Shaping Your New Start and like, share, subscribe to our page also on YouTube. All right, everybody, here we go. Shaping Your New Start podcast. And I am your host, Dr. Phil Too. Everyone needs a new start. Hey, 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 what's going on, everybody? Listen, I got a special guest. And listen, she is from my home state, New York. So what we're going to talk about where she is right now, what she's doing. Everybody, put some 100s in the chat and welcome Dr. Carrie Rosario. How you doing? Good, good. How are you doing? Oh, awesome, awesome. Glad to have you on this program. We've been working this out for a long time. Yeah, well, I'm glad we got to work it out, and I'm happy to be here this evening with you and everyone else. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, this is a podcast about um, education. Yes, Gary Graham is shouting out NYC. That's right. That's right. Um, and listen, we're going to make sure that everybody in New York gets this. Um, unfortunately, you know, I'm a Met fan. You're a Yankee fan. I, you know, but I, I still put you on this, this podcast here. Okay. I still put you on and, um, it, it, yes, he says public health. And yes, we're going to get to that. We're going to get <laughs> public health <laughs> in the house. All right. Is one of your biggest fans, by the way. Um, 
yeah, so let's talk about your journey, your journey, you know, uh, from New York, upstate New York. Um, now you're getting into education. But what is your journey to education? Tell us about that. Yeah, well, um, I grew up in a household where my mother uh, prioritized education. She was on us to um, to to excel and to take it seriously. And um, every chance we could, she encouraged us to uh, go above and beyond. And so I I developed a love for learning uh, quite early, and um, and and wanted to continue my education. Um, I, you know, studied uh, at Andrews University um, and developed a, a love for um, animals there. Actually, I was pursuing animal science and um, thought I was going to be a veterinarian, actually. Um, but I love languages. I love people. And I decided to study abroad my junior year. And when I came back, I said, well, animals are great but I think maybe God is calling me to, uh, to do something related to health and um, to be able to share my love for, for people and languages in a health-related um, space. So I thought originally that might take me to medicine like most um, folks who think about health do. Um, mm -hmm. And you know, I took my MCATs and, and took my year off, went back home to New York. And uh, it was there that I discovered um, New York Medical College, which had a joint MD and PH program. And I thought, okay, well, in my gap year, I'll try to um, do this master's of public health. And once I stumbled on public health, um, I fell in love uh, with public health and um, really found that that was my niche. It was a space I feel like God called me to. And um, I think it allowed me to I think more broadly about my impact beyond individuals to uh, populations and um, really looking at some of the systems and structures in our society and how they impact our health. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, after, you know, uh, heading over to New York Medical College, I, I moved. Um, and so I stopped that for a little while, but I stumbled back on public health here when I moved to Greensboro and uh, finished my MPH at UNC Greensboro. And then went on to uh, to get my doctoral degree because I had a mother who pushed me um, yeah. and, and and went to Loma Linda and, and got that DRPH. And um, now I'm at the University of North Carolina at Greensboro, um, an alma mater <laughs> um, for my MPH program. And I've been here since 2012. I'm working in the Department of Public Health Education, helping to shape new uh, minds and um, budding public health practitioners to uh, impact our world and hopefully make it healthier, safer, and more just. You know, I, I often hear about public health now. I mean, you know, there's a deep impact and deep importance to people that study public health. And this might be an alternative for somebody who, who wants to impact the medical field, but maybe not as a surgeon, not as a doctor, not as an anesthesiologist. How important is public health, um, you know, studying it to society today? <laughs> um, well, I think we can look just around us right now, right, in the context that we're in and um, see just how important 
um, public health is to our health and well-being. I, I think people don't understand just how much public health touches their lives. Um, because I think of the the framing around health and really what produces health. And um, only 30% of, uh, let's say, clinical exposures or clinical encounters really determine how your health is. That other 70% comes from the conditions um, in which we live and, and thrive and work. And so public health is really the space that is designed to assure the conditions in which people can be healthy. So if we don't have a healthy context, we can't engage in healthy behaviors and we can't, um, we can't be healthy. And so we're trying to focus on that preventive aspect before we need medical care. So I would say um, it's extremely vital. If you brushed your teeth this morning, that's public health. If you got a shot, that's public health. If you got running water in your tap, that's clean and fluoridated, that's public health. It's really in every facet of your life. Um, I so. love it. I love it. But I, I was reading your bio and you, um, you know, you kind of specialize in a certain area of public health. And I saw tobacco on part of that. Uh, what else do you specialize in in regards to that? Yeah, that's a great question. Thanks. Um, so I would say generally that my focus is on um, health equity, right? Um, we want to assure the conditions for everyone to be healthy. And we recognize that um, that's not the case um, here in our very racialized um, and uh, social structure that we live in here in the U.S. So my focus is on health equity. Um, and specifically, um, I focus in on tobacco-related health disparities because tobacco remains the leading cause of preventable death and disease in the United States. And also because at one point in, in my mother's life, she was a smoker and um, I, I saw firsthand the ramifications of that, the implications of it on her health and the health of, um, of us. <laughs> and I know that, um, that there are drivers uh, for, for that behavior um, and substance use more, more broadly, there are drivers um, in our social context um, that we can get rid of uh, to help save people's lives and help them live healthier, um, safer, and um, be in a more just society. So my focus is on health equity, um, but specifically on addressing the determinants of tobacco use. Wow. And you know, um, Gary and I were talking about, he did a few presentations on vaping as well. So uh, how does that go into the context? Because a lot of young people are, you know, starting to go in that direction. How does that also impact their health? Yeah, well, um, I would say that, you know, there's a continuum uh, of of uh, health consequences uh, associated with a number of different products. Um, but the, the goal, uh, even if the packaging is different, is nicotine addiction. Mm -hmm. um, if, if you can get hooked on something, then industries know that they can have lifelong uh, users and they're interested in making money. Um, so there are definitely um, ramifications to using uh, vaping products or e-cigarettes, um, nicotine addiction being the primary one, but there are also cardiovascular health implications um, as well that folks don't really think about. Often our minds shift generally to um, lung cancer and um, lung illness, which makes sense, right? You're um, smoking or in inhaling these products mm -hmm. into, um, into your lungs. Um, but there are other consequences for use of these products as well. And um, I would say for 
vaping uh, primary focus is to prevent youth from um, being addicted to products that they would otherwise not use um, because the rates of tobacco use have gone down tremendously. And then you reintroduce a product that some folks think is safe um, and is enticing because it's uh, packaged like iPhones and technology. Um, but really the goal is to keep you um, to rob you of your power and control and to um, force you into a cycle of addiction that we want to prevent. And it's true. Uh, and, and I'm so glad you you brought up and you are in public health because all of it, all of it goes into our subject of self-care. And, you know, sometimes society packages the distraction in such a nice package good music, um, you know, good commercials, good TikTok videos, right? And we don't understand how addicted we are to some things. Sometimes we've got to like fast from our phones or, you know, fast from picking it up because, you know, the first thing we reach for in the morning is that phone, right? And, you know, so a lot of things are packaged to keep us addicted to something you know, keep us going. That's that's kind of like where we trend from day to day. So uh, educators out there, if you want to encourage somebody to go into a field, I definitely recommend um, public health, you know, masters in public health. She has her doctorate in public health. That's that's the next level right there. All right. <laughs> you just hit another percentage that a lot of people don't go to. In fact, I'm going to encourage uh, some others that may have the masters to go for that doctorate. Okay. Um, I'm talking to my boy specifically, but anyway, uh, you know, I'm just messing with him. Uh, you know, this goes into self-care because that is another subject that has come up now as educators, a lot of educators getting burned out. I mean, straight burned out. So it, and it, doesn't have to be, you know, a tobacco is one thing. And probably that's even another full podcast that we can talk about. Um, but, you know, we have educators going into the building every day or they're teaching virtual, they're teaching in person. And even for the student, it's becoming burnout. We're getting close to the end of the school year. And so many, you know, and that's why I I really go by shaping your new start because every day can be a new start. Every day can be a reset. Um, first, before we get into some points about self-care, how important is self-care to society? I think it's hugely important and um, often overlooked, right? So we live in a society that prioritizes um, doing <laughs> rather than being. And um, I, I think that's something that we have to normalize or re-normalize. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it's a priority to take take care of you. You are worthy of being here and existing at your highest level. And um, as you mentioned, there's a lot of burnout going on right now. People are exhausted. That's because our, our society is pushing us to the brink. Um, and we feel like we have to keep going and keep being pushed in order to uh, survive in it. And I would just caution us to rethink that as I had to. Um, you know, I'm, I'm talking from my own lived experience um, that you just have to press pause and um, reprioritize. That's right. That's right. You got to step back. And, and like I said, you, listen, 
I know you just went out of country. I did too. Um, it's about setting, you know, pressing that reset button. You know, it's about like, hey, listen, you know, my health is important. My mind is important. Uh, there's so many stressors around. I mean, uh, I'm sure a lot of students realize what really happens in their home when they're away at school. Now they're home, you know, pretty much 24 seven to endure that. Now they're back in school, but with the memories of what they saw at home or what they experienced at home. Um, you know, teachers are, are and principals, even principals are getting worn out because some, you know, a lot of teachers are leaving the field and now they've got to find replacements. Um, and so it's becoming a stress. What are some ways people can experience? How can they press that reset button, that new start button in their life? and really experience self-care? Yeah, well, um, I think from, from my experience, you know, when you think of self-care, or at least when people talk about self-care, they might talk about going out and doing something nice for themselves. And I think that's an important aspect. But for me, um, I, I really had to think more systematically about um, making it a practice and not just a one-off that you go and do um, on occasion because it's important for you to embed it into your life um, so that you can really reap the benefits. Stress is embedded in our lives and I think uh, if stress is embedded in our lives, the ramifications of stress on our health is embedded as well and so we need to um, embed uh, a practice of self-care. So for me, what I um, decided to do or what I try to do is um, really boils down to maybe three things. And I would um, I would say that's accountability. So finding people who are gonna hold me accountable to taking care of myself, to prioritizing myself. When I uh, am going back in the grind of not um, thinking about me, <laughs> having people in my corner who are saying, wait, hold up, Carrie, let's rethink this, um, has really been uh, helpful for me in, in this past year or past two years in particular. Um, so surrounding myself with people who are um, going to hold me accountable to taking care of myself. And I would also say um, along those lines, setting boundaries on my time um, and not being afraid to say no. So I, I read a quote once. I'm not sure who to credit for it, but it was something to the effect of never ask permission to save your own life. We are tired we are tired and it is killing us. And if we wait to get somebody's permission to do what we need to do, that's not gonna end up good for us. So um, I have stopped asking permission <laughs> to save my own life and set boundaries on my time because when I'm saying yes to someone else often, that means I'm saying no to myself at some point. And I want to exist here. I want to thrive. I want to live my best life. And I want to show up for others as well. And I can't do that if I'm not in a good space and I need my time. Yeah. Um, and sometimes that means scheduling time in for yourself, right? So just like you pay your bills at the first of the month and you have a priority, <laughs> prioritized schedule for that, put yourself in your calendar. Don't wait till you have to squeeze little, you know, moments here or there. Put yourself, schedule yourself in your calendar. Um, pay yourself first. Like we talk about tithe, you know, we do that 10% real quick. Um, pay yourself uh, as well with your time. And that has helped me a lot. 
to say no to things and set, um, set boundaries on my time. And then I would also say, I'm just learning how to talk to myself or about myself. Um, you know, I think growing up, um, particularly in my Adventist faith, um, you know, thinking about yourself has often been uh, conceptualized as this negative thing. This, oh, you're being selfish. You know, if 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 you say something good about yourself or if you prioritize yourself, and you know, um, I would think about an Audrey Lord quote uh, off the top of my head that says, "Caring for myself is not self-indulgence; it's self-preservation." And sometimes I need to give myself a boost with some affirmations and some positive self-talk. And I've started doing that on a on a daily basis um, and sharing them with others. But mostly, it's for me um, to 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 help keep myself in a positive mindset, to start my day off um, and to talk to myself like I would someone I love. <laughs> um, so those are things that have helped me. It's still a journey, but uh, it's one that uh, I think has turned the corner tremendously um, from this time last year. So this time last year, talk, talk to us about your story uh, your journey, because you did post something and I thought it was powerful and definitely beneficial for those who are listening and watching. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, like, like many, <laughs> um, there's, there's been a lot going on in the world um, and we internalize a lot of that, but also, you know, we're real people. We have bills, we have families. Um, our families have, uh, you know, different health concerns sometimes. And for me, uh, the past couple of years has been um, ripe with um, uh, occasional job losses in my family, um, health conditions amongst uh, my family members. You know, I've had three <laughs> aunts with breast cancer, uh, my, my mother, you know, bouts of lung cancer, and then finally um, a terminal stage four lung cancer. Um, and just the stress of being a black woman in academia alone is um, challenging. Then you have a pandemic and then you have, you know, constant racial injustice that you're seeing on the TV and it all takes a wear and tear on your body. And, um, and you're still trying to, you know, do twice as good and be twice, you know, twice as nice. And um, in January of, uh, of last year, I, my body said, no, <laughs> it just said, I'm not, I'm not doing this. I'm not holding all this weight anymore. And I was literally taking a shower and felt this stabbing pain in my chest. And I thought, oh my gosh, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm in my thirties and I feel like I'm having a heart attack. What is going on? I literally was immobilized in my shower and had to call for help to get me out of the shower. And I thought it was a heart attack, but really what it was was anxiety. And I had been holding on to all of that and not releasing. And my body said, Carrie, this is not sustainable. And so I really had to take uh, a look internally and say, you know, do you want to go on like this or do you want to thrive? Do you want to exist in this unhealthy space of just holding all this weight? Or are you going to let it go and ask for help? And I said, okay, well, I want to be here, <laughs> you know. Um, so I, I asked for help. We have resources and tools uh, available to us often. And it is a privilege that 
many don't have and for me not to use it. So I, I took a leave um, from my job, which for me as an educator and me as someone who's devoted to my work is really challenging, um, you know, because you feel like you're you're not showing up for them. You feel like you're, um, you know, being selfish. Um, but at that moment, I needed to. And hey, I took pa pause right there. I need some hands in the air. I need some hands emojis or whatever in the chat room right now for her taking that pause, for her taking that break, okay? I need y'all to celebrate that moment. So whoever's watching right now, I need some I need some hands right now to celebrate the moment of recognizing self-care and taking that break. All right, go ahead. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I really appreciate that. It means a lot. Um, and, it, and it was challenging, it was hard. We have everything in society telling us, hey, keep pressing, keep pressing, you know, you have to be that strong woman, you have to be that strong woman. And sometimes being that strong woman is saying, no, <laughs> this is how I'm being strong. I'm showing up for myself right now. And I'm taking the time and the space that I need to exist. And, um, and, and that's what I did. And I'm thankful for the folks in my life who held me accountable to that, who encouraged me to ask for that space and time. And, um, and allowed me to um, really think about the boundaries that I needed to set for myself in order for when I come back, you know, that I can show up in the way I need to um, and, and in a way that is going to continue to be sustainable for me. Um, so it was it was hard, but you you have to you have to do what what you have to do sometimes for yourself in order to um, really just take care of you and um and then take care taking care of you you you're in essence showing up for other people because you're here and um, we need everybody <laughs> to be here i'm hearing too much on the news about um you know folks dying um by suicide or you know um by other uh, means and you know we need we need folks in this world um to help it be safer and healthier and more just. And we can't do that if we're so worn down by stress um, that it's just killing us early. And we can we can take some steps, um, but we also need society to take steps too and not to just put it on us. Um, we need society to relieve us of some of these stressors that we face. Yeah, you know, um, even as you're speaking right now, I got people watching right now that tell me, hey, take a break. <laughs> I see you ripping and running. Take a break. Get some rest. And that's that accountability part. You know, there's always somebody in your ear saying, hey, you know what? Take a rest. And shout out to my wife who recognizes when I need to take a nap. Right. I'm like, hey, hon, I ain't feeling it right now. I got to go lay down. Right. And she says the same thing to me. Hey, go right ahead. I got this, you know, and it, it takes that team effort to uh, help somebody along. But I, I, I applaud you for recognizing, um, you know, as she said, uh, you know, recognizing that you needed to take a break. A lot of people recognize it, but they don't take the next step. They don't shape their new start in doing that. And that's what this is all about, shaping your new start, about recognizing, I need to start over. I need a reset. And and that's what you did. And, and how, do, how are you feeling a year later? <laughs> I'm in a, a very different space. Um, I, I feel generally good. I mean, you know, I, I'm still 
and journey. Um, so I can see some some change, uh, but it's like I said, it's a practice. It's not something that you just do once and then, you know, that's it. It's it's a constant journey. And I'm thankful for those folks who continue to keep me accountable on this journey, um, continue to remind me to set those boundaries and mm-hmm. continue to uh, breathe into me uh, the need for positive self-talk. And it's not, you know, that folks have a, a poor self-image or, you know, low self-esteem. It's more of um, just this ability to recognize that it's okay to take a break. It's okay to step back. It's okay to invest in yourself. Um, and, and that it's not, it's not selfish. It's healthy, actually. Um, I, I would also quote bell hooks here in saying that self-love is the foundation of our loving practice and without it, our other efforts to love fail. So if we don't love ourselves, if we don't love on ourselves, um, it's going to be really challenging for us to love on other people. And that's why we're here, right? To exist in community, to be in society and to help. And, um, we can't do that unless we take the space. So it's hard sometimes to step away, but like you said, you know, it's important to shape that new start um, and to take those steps and to have people. And maybe the first step is to get some people in your corner who are gonna encourage you, not necessarily in the way that might be convenient or easy, but the way that's gonna really help you to um, be healthy and to thrive. Love it, love it. You know, um, I follow you and so many others do. Um, I follow you right here. And one of the things I can see is your self-care. All right. (laughs) You follow her on Instagram. You will see her self-care. And one of the things is, yes, you did go international on us. (laughs) Right. You did go to Paris, you know, and that was great. I, I think that was phenomenal. But what I do love is that you embrace even your neighborhood, your area. So you find your place of peace wherever you are. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm all about getting outside. You know, we're blessed with uh, beautiful environments. Not every neighborhood has trees. Not every mm-hmm. neighborhood has tree cover. So if you're out, if you're, if, you know, you can find that green space to get into, it's good for your body. Breathe that fresh air, take that, take that walk, um, get those endorphins going. And um, I love being outside. I love that good vitamin D from the sun. And um, I try to get out any any chance I can, um, whether it's in my neighborhood or the marina or yeah. <laughs> those few moments I can get across the country. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I love it. I love it. So listen, everybody, make sure you have somebody that's holding you accountable, okay? Uh, to your sanity, to your breaks. Uh, make sure you're setting boundaries on your time. All right. Uh, you know, one of the things my wife does is she has a, a limit for bedtime. She's like, y'all going to bed now. All right. <laughs> this is my time. Don't don't mess with my time. OK. <laughs> and so, you know, as a parent, you've got to have your time. you got to have your time even on the everyday schedule. Schedule yourself in your calendar. I think that's a powerful point. Schedule yourself, uh, whatever it is. Sometimes it's a massage. Sometimes it's going out for a nature walk. You know, whatever it is, schedule yourself. Make yourself a priority. Positive self-talk, and I struggle with that a lot, you know. So, um, you know, I try to write down as many affirmations through the day. So even on my post, 
you know, you follow me at Dr. Phil underscore two. I put out a lot of affirmations, but it's also affirming me. It's it's yeah. the stuff I struggle with. It's the voices in my head that I'm like, ah, oh, nah, nah, I rebuke you. You know, I, I got to get to a right. place. So um, everybody, you can check her out on Instagram, uh, Dr. C. Rosario. All right. And uh, you can check her out, Dr. Dot C. Dot Rosario. And uh, you listen, she's a positive uh, influence, definitely. Um, do you do speaking? Do you speak at schools or do you speak in, at, at different events? I don't know. I'm just asking. <laughs> Um, on occasion, um, um, I'm trying to mind my calendar right now. So, yeah. um, but on, on occasion, I've got something scheduled for next week, actually, um, at Texas Tech, but, um, high schools, I have not uh, really put them on my calendar, but I'm, I'm all about, you know, empowering, um, people particularly young people and especially um, women and, and youth of color. So, um, you know, look me up and we can get in a dialogue. I'm happy to chat. Absolutely. Absolutely. Listen, this has been great. Thank you so much. You, you poured into so many people that are watching and listening. And so I want to thank you so much. Uh, let me just give a, a word, a real quick break uh, to our sponsors. Uh, right over in North Carolina, you have a Dr. Stephen Bond. He has a book, uh, Perseverance in a Strange Land. Uh, in fact, he congrats to him. He just got voted on the Social Studies Board in North Carolina, the only uh, African-American on that board. So shout out to you, Dr. Stephen Bond. Uh, everybody, we'd love for you to go get the free ebook, Six Ways to Shape Your New Start. And of course, we have a book about blended families. So everybody, we want you to go get this book. We need more clouds. We need more clouds.com. Go to we need more clouds.com and you can get your book. There's a book for blended families. We just read this in the Camden uh district in new jersey at one of the schools there at the york of uh, the yorkship uh middle school or elementary school sorry and uh it was a great great uh response there so thank you to our sponsors for today and thank you thank you for being an awesome guest everybody everybody this is the shaping your new start education podcast where we talk everything and anything education you want to say any anything else before we say goodbye to everybody no just thank you and um listen to this amazing podcast it's been really influential for me so happy to be here sweet sweet okay everybody listen please subscribe to this uh shaping a new start education podcast uh subscribe we're also on spotify we're on apple Podcasts, google play uh, subscribe there as well so you can listen later. Uh, go to our YouTube page, Shaping Your New Start. Subscribe there. You can follow me on Instagram, Dr. Phil underscore two. And we'd love for you to share this out with somebody you feel needs self-care. Somebody that is struggling to understand that accountability aspect. Send this podcast out to somebody. And uh, then guess what? Make sure you go out and shape your new start. Everybody have a great rest of your day. This is Shaping Your New Start Education Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Phil Tu, and my awesome guest, Dr. Carrie Rosario. 
God bless you.